0: Welcome to Noobs and Dragons! I'm your Dungeon Master, Craig WK, and I just wanted to let you know that Season 1 is drawing to a close soon. Look forward to Season 2 as the adventure begins with a new cast of characters, city, and threats, but in the same world. If you'd like to support the show as it moves into a brand new season, make sure to check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash gamezilla media. For $1 a month, you'll get perks like exclusive Discord channels. For $5 a month, you'll have access to a monthly bonus show called Behind the DM Screen, where we discuss the show and a variety of topics. Thank you so much for listening to Noobs and Dragons, and I hope you enjoy the season as it draws to a close. Last time on Noobs and Dragons, the group was able to defeat Glairus Galaxy Render, but he made a pact with Illinok, the teeth of gnashing desire, and gained power beyond imagining, which he used to send the heroes into the Far Realm. And welcome back to Noobs and Dragons. Everything goes black for you three, as Glairus Galaxy Render creates a beam that he says will send you to the Far Realm. And there's just a wave of darkness. And then nothing. You three just feel like you're floating in a void. Go ahead and make me a history check, an arcana check, or a perception check.
1: I got perception.
2: I'm better with history.
0: Then go ahead and make an arcana check. I'm
2: the same with both of them, so I'll do arcana check.
0: Okay. 22. With a 22, Jandar, you sense nothing. You don't even really sense your friends. You sort of, you kind of feel that they're there in some sense, but you can't see them. You can't feel them. You can't feel anything. The pain you felt from that battle is gone, but nothing is there. It's just emptiness. Uh, What did you get for Arcana? 15. You sense aberrant energy that's even beyond what Glarus turned into encroaching in. It's almost like it's worming its way in your guys' direction. What'd you get for history? 27. With a 27, you know that the far realm is not meant for mortal kind. Gods themselves go insane. Their minds liquidate to nothingness in the just the insanity of the far realm. Where mind flayers, beholders, Aboleth, Grell, Grick, where all these horrible beings come from, as twisted and alien as they are, it's infinitely worse than in the dimension they're from. You would also know that the Far Realm itself is uh, where all souls go that aren't claimed by the gods. You would know that uh, as far as that goes, whereas the world itself reflects, depending on what dimension you're in, Shadowfell, Feywild, things like that, the Far Realm is just outer space. It's everything that is not your world. Is there air? You don't no there should not be maybe there is you don't know uh no mortal has ever spent time in the far realm with a 27 you would know that only one mortal has ever kept a part of themselves after going to the far realm and that is a non-rule sin who was once human went to the far realm and became a lord of madness
2: well, we get out of here. it's very simple. Become Lords of Madness. No. Return no. to
0: Earth. We need to get out of here. Kill... You guys in the... ...Glogger
2: H- galaxy rendered.
0: What? As you guys kind of float in nothingness, you see on the horizon what looks to be almost like the universe itself it peels away, almost like an onion. It just sort of, like, peels apart, and you see... What it, it like? It can't be described. Almost, it's like tendrils of like flesh and tentacles and teeth and eyes, sort of just coming in like towards you in a wave, and it's about to hit you in like just about any moment. Shoot it with the gun because it's aberrant.
3: Do we have the gun have on us? The
0: gun. You don't have the gun. You it Ain't was not sent quick. to the far realm. You reach for it and it's not there. Brace for cover. And you guys kind of put up your arms, like, to the best of your knowledge. You don't even know if you're lifting your limbs because you can't feel them. And you hear a voice say, oh, it, it shouldn't end this way. And you feel yourself get tugged and pulled up as a wave of flesh and teeth and eyes and just unspeakable horror just sort of crashes over where you were. And you feel yourself kind of get pulled up and you kind of can see yourselves again and you're floating in the stars and there's like a almost like a lifeline of a tentacle that's just sort of lift like lifting pulling you up you don't see what it's attached to you just sort of sense that it like you know fades off somewhere
3: and it's pulling us up
0: it lifted you above and beyond oh. everything all the terrible things
3: can we like try to thank, thank it and you? ask who it is who are you
0: you really shouldn't be here this isn't your dimension
3: no, it's not. Can you help us leave?
0: I believe I can. Who are you? Well, we've met before. We have. There isn't any time. Please, hold on tight. There's, there's. I can't anchor you to your world like you should be, but there are beings that can. And you guys kind of get. It's almost you feel like you're getting tossed. And as you sort of fade away, like, each in a different direction from each other, you can see the tentacles lead up, and the body seems to be of a flump. Sir Walter. <laughs>
2: Walter!
0: <laughs> That's what I thought that voice was, but Walter! I couldn't picture
3: it. <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: Tilly, you feel yourself kind of, like, fall into someone's body, and you feel like you don't see anything, but you feel like a body cradle around you, and a voice just says, Oh, Tilly... I really wish I could have spent more time with you. But know that I would have made the same trade any time. And she kind of, you sort of feel the, the feminine hand kind of pat you on the head, spin you around, and you don't see anybody, but you sort of feel this weird nostalgic kind of familiarity, and everything goes white. Jandar, you feel... What like you sort of sense something kind of like wrap around your leg, and for the briefest of moments, you kind of feel tense as like maybe like these tentacles are reaching out at you again, and you're just put at ease, and you can't see what it is, but there's just some form hugging onto your leg. And you sort of feel arms on your shoulder sort of stop you from floating, and you hear a voice say, "You've been so angry for so long. You've hated." And hated for us. But you need to live your own life now. And you feel a tight hug on your leg. And somebody toss you away. And everything goes white. Alistair. You sort of float around. And once again you sort of get stopped. And it's by two sets of arms. And they tell you. Alistair we're so so proud of you. You have something you need to do. And a feminine voice says, Yes, you have something very, very important. And the masculine voice says, There's not any time for hate. Go and do what must be done. And you feel a sort of slap on your back, and everything goes white. The three of you see the giant form of Glarus Galaxy Render standing on a pile of bodies. In his hand... Is Gorn and Gorn's axe is just hanging loosely at his side. You see Hilda, you know, smashed into a wall. You see Percival unconscious on the ground. You see, uh, Albus's Tinkertron 3000 just like the front plate of it is ripped off, and he's like just sort of like his head is kind of like, you know, like limp in the uh, the machine. And Esther Moonflower is praying but looks like she herself has been smacked away and is like lying and you think her arm might be broken or something I uh, you guys see all these people and Gorn sort of stops looks in your guys direction and he goes "Ah oh, hell they're gonna fucking steal my kill again aren't they and Glarus just sort of stops drops Gorn on the ground and he goes ah oh, son of a bitch <laughs> And Glarus just turns to look at the three of you standing there with full health, with all your spells, feeling just great, standing in front of him, and he just looks at you. He goes, there isn't any mortal being that can go into the far realm and come back out. What the hell did you do?
3: We Um, have unfinished business.
0: Yes, indeed we do. And he once again holds his hands out and the mouth coils into the uh, the hands and Black Energy starts to surround him. And he goes, I will not miss this time. I will end you and destroy the city of Narquillian. And then I will move on, eradicate the gods, eradicate everything, and no one will stand in my way. Certainly not the three of you. And Black Energy... Horses around him, and he's charging up and aiming at you three, who are all standing together, no longer all apart in the room. Uh, I want to grab for the gun. Where is it? You see the uh gun about maybe let's see, maybe about like uh, uh 30 feet away from you.
2: Well, I'll run and shoot this gun. Let's run and shoot
0: this gun. Let's do it, Jenner. Yep, yep, yep let's you three do it. dive across the room, grab the gun. Put your finger on the trigger, and you feel a little bit of life energy sort of ebb into the gun, and shoot. let aim it at his bitch. You aim it at him, go to fire, he launches his beam, and it just collides into him, and they both, the beams just sort of cancel out and vanish. And he just sort of smirks, and he goes, is that all you have? Let's call
3: everybody up to us.
0: Oh, they're... They're all crushed. They're they're all broken and smattered, like splattered to the ground. Fired again. You guys charge up. I think it's almost cancer. Now here's the thing: because of the gem, it regulates and only takes off a little bits of your life energy. You guys have all the life you guys have. How much life energy? are you going to give as a percentage? Now, what I'd like you to do is I'm going to give you each of your cards that I've used throughout this entire adventure, and on the back of it, I'd like you to write a percentage, and that is how much life energy is going to go into this cannon. So, by all means, you have Alistair's, Jandar's, and you have Tillie's. If you could, go how ahead and much, write.
3: How much life is going to go into this next shot?
0: In the next shot.
3: How much was going into it beforehand? Do you know?
0: No? It's just the flat rate. So this is all the extra. So how much amount, of my life are you willing, to, in, give? Go, willing to give? How much of your lives are you willing to give to defeat Glorious Galaxy Render? I need a percentage. You can't discuss it. There's no time, as far as that goes. By all means, go ahead and let me know, uh, or let me know once you're done, and I will take those cards from you.
3: Thanks. I need a pencil.
0: Of course. What are you writing in pen?
1: This is the next. This is the next shot, as in, the like, we're about shot. to pull the trigger.
0: You're about to pull the trigger, and, I mean, if you guys want to, like, maybe in your heads think, like, ah, I'm going to maybe, uh, you know, launch a, a whole bunch, I want to try to take him down, if you want to test the waters. He shot a, a a blast, and it canceled yours out.
3: Hmm.
1: And how much did, like, do we have? We didn't lose any life, so there was, what was that, 1% of our life?
0: Maybe. Just an, out. like, yeah, it like, every time you shot the gun... It may have taken, like, a few months off your life. Basically... I want to know how much life you're going to pump in. Oh,
1: okay. Hold on. Am I? I'm not reading into this right. This isn't equivalent to hit points.
0: No. No, no, no. This is life. This is your percentage of your life. If you write down 50%, that's 50 years. If you would, no, this is percentage. So if you had lived 600 years as an elf, like you have 600 years left, you would give up 300 years of your life in order to shoot this shot. Alistair, unfortunately, and positively doesn't have as much life to gamble with because he doesn't live as long as elves and gnomes. But so it is, is still 50% a percentage of
1: my life more powerful than than
0: him. No, it is all equivalent. Okay, it is how much you're willing to give, and I would like an answer. So, by all means, put down a percentage, uh, and we're going to go from there. W-
2: so, so it's the percentage left in your life. So, if you were to live. 10 years, right. and then you die. So, like, example, if I said 100%, I'd be di- dead right now. You'd be dead. You would.
0: Yeah. You would be dead. In next shot. Uh, yeah. Well, you presume.
2: Yeah,
1: right. I
0: mean, you don't exactly know what's going to happen.
1: Oh, my goodness.
0: Mm-hmm. By all means, go ahead and put down a number and let me know what you... And then give it here. Can't say it out loud. We're going to find out what happens. But if I did
3: 69%, does that mean I automatically win? I mean, probably.
2: <laughs> In all of the fans' hearts, yes. yes.
0: <laughs> you guys... Go to fire the the shot, and you guys feel the pulls way stronger than before. You sense, like, your limbs going heavy. You sense that, like, you know, it's, like, really hard on your body. And Glarus is charging up a shot as well, another, like, bolt of black energy to send you into the Far Realm. And he just sort of looks at you guys as he's charging, and he's like... <laughs> I can sense it. You're giving your lives for this. You're going to die having obtained nothing as I eradicate your shot once again. And he spikes his energy as high as it'll go, and he goes, I'm gonna put everything I have into this. And you guys pull the trigger. And your beam collides into Glarus's beam. And for a brief moment, it feels like it's going to... Uh, you know, like he's going to overpower you again. Alistair, you pour in your life energy and it pushes it back a bit, just a sliver up, maybe even just holds it back. Jandar and Tilly you sense that they go like almost like wobble in, in place and a ton of life energy explodes in the gun, shoots across the room and just eradicates his beam and shoots through him. And as as he just sort of like sees his beam vanish and go through him, he just sort of looks down and he goes, impossible, not again. And you see him crumbling away to nothing and there's a flash of light. You guys see two beings, floating in a white void, you see what looks to be Sotheby Crux as an old man, and then he just sort of like steps forward a bit and turns back into his young self. And he says, Glarus, at least now we can be together. And Glarus sort of steps forward, doesn't become young, and just sort of smirks and goes, no, you old fool, no, we're not. And you see Sotheby Crux's form get grabbed by tentacles, pulled away, and you just see Glarus stand there, look up, and a wall of teeth shatters down. And all you see is a half-eaten corpse of Glarus Galaxy Render. Alistair, you kind of open your eyes. And you see that you're lying in a bed. You feel immense pain. Immense pain. It, it hurts really bad to move. You look around and you see there are two other beds. You see Jandar and you see Tilly. Tilly's eyes are closed. However, it looks like Jandar's eyes are, are very, very like weak. And you just feel like they're not doing very good, but you feel like garbage as well. Like you just are in immense pain. And you're just sort of lying there and you shout to your friends. Jandar, you kind of are awake. You sort of hear Alistair's voice call to you. uh, But when you look through the room, it doesn't look like Tilly opens her eyes.
3: Gandar. Are you there? are you okay? I'm here, buddy. I can't move. How's Tilly?
1: I don't think Tilly's very good.
3: What? The,
0: there's a knock at the door and a voice says, I'm letting myself in. The door opens, and Zalamon the Wretched, with his hood over his head, shuffles into the room, and for the briefest of moments, you feel like you see a spectral Etan in the hallway waiting. Zalomon the Wretched walks up, and he says, "'Years have been stricken from your life, but I offer you my congratulations in dealing with Ilanok. I had thought that you might have failed, and I would step in to take control,' But the being has been sealed for some time. I offer you words of adulation as I pursue other endeavors in this world. You guys don't say anything?
3: I mean, I just look at him and be like, the fuck are you here for? I look
1: at him and go, thanks for the bow. It did the job.
0: Wonderful. A deal is a deal even with a dirty dealer. And he stands up from the chair that was beside your guys' bed, snaps his finger, and the door closes behind him, and on the Wretched leaves. A few minutes later, uh, you guys uh, uh, have the door open again. There's no knock this time, but Esther Moonflower walks in, and she seems like she maybe has like a brace on her arm. And she walks up and sits down, and she says, I'm so glad that the Two of you, at least, are awake. Tilly seems to be alive, but she has not woken up yet. Her heart beats, but she does not stir.
3: How long have we been like this?
0: Well, it's been about three days. I don't know exactly what happened, but we gathered everything we could and brought it here for you. I, I s- suspect that this, whatever you done it will just take time but i want to say that i really appreciate all you've done all the hard decisions you've had to make for this region for the city it means a lot
1: of course there's a lot of things taken from us i think we've all had to deal with some personal stuff that this was tied to and along the way, we met a lot of great people like you and grew to like this place. So when it was threatened with me personally having nothing left, I figured, why not give everything I have and try to make a difference before I find my way out of here?
0: She nods and she thanks you. She spends some time by your bedsides, though you guys don't talk much as you're tired and in pain and... I. Uh, some time passes, I, uh, and after a while, she leaves the room, and Percival Steelbreeze comes in. And Percival sits down, and he says, Well, I, I truly do appreciate what you've done for this city. I've talked to higher-ups in the city council, and um, they're more than happy to build you a, a home of your own if you wish to stay here. But I offer my own personal thanks as well. I have a half brother in the region. Um, we don't talk very much, but if you hadn't stepped forward, I shudder to think what would have happened to the family that I love and the city I care for. So, thank you.
3: Of course, you helped us there when we needed it, and we wouldn't be here even if it wasn't, you know, if it wasn't for you as well, he, and, and all the men and in in warriors in the city.
0: He nods. I, he stands up and he says, well, I'm going to make sure to get back to work. Um, there's much that needs to be done. Uh, thank you again. And he walks off. I, after a while, I, some people uh, come into the room. Uh, Albus B. Tinker, who seems like he's taken a lot of damage as well, talks to Tilly, talks about how proud he is and how proud her mother would be. Uh, and apologizes for the fact that, you know, he didn't talk much about her mother when, they, when he was around, and even since they've been back together, but it's such a hard conversation for him. Tilly does not seem to respond. She just sort of lies there. Uh, Amelia comes in, Amelia Sunflower, and specifically thanks you, Alistair, and she says, You allowed me to make amends for a life that I had lived wrongly. I thank you.
3: We all deserve a second chance.
0: And she nods. A little bit later, as the, the evening is you know starting to come in and the sun is setting, Gorn walks in. And he's got his axe on him and he's got a backpack. And he goes, Jandar, you kill-stealing son of a bitch. <laughs> if it wasn't one orc, it was another orc and then two more orcs, and then you have the audacity to kill Glarus in front of me, too, when I had him right where I wanted him. Some real bullshit, all right?
1: Listen, man. I put together a little smirk about what all I could do, and I look, trying to turn and look at him, and like, you're just too slow. But I still love you.
0: <sighs> too slow, my ass. We'll see how slow you are when you're, on, while you're in traction in that bed. He goes, listen, I... I gotta go out and clear my head. I'm I'm gonna search out this Thundertusk Tusk tribe. Uh, see see what the hell they got going on. They're they're people that were used to be in the bay. They're all dead to the void threshers. You know, maybe they want to know these things. I'm gonna see if I can't find them out there.
1: I uh, gather as much strength as I can to throw my arm out to basically give them a shake and and uh, tell them to be safe.
0: You clasp hands with him, and he holds your hand much harder than you hold his. And uh, he looks, he kind of looks concerned for a moment, kind of shrugs. He goes, Oh, now don't you go dying on me. And he walks off. A little bit later, Phil Fizz walks in. <laughs> and he looks to Tilly, who's just lying there, not reacting. And he goes, Well, maybe this isn't the best time, but uh, I really just wanted to tell you guys that you really owe me a great deal and I, I'm really going to be expecting you guys to, to come to the bar real soon and start spending a lot of money, okay?
3: Oh, is that it? Yeah. Are you any uh, regular acts o- nights open for a, a bard looking to get back on his feet?
0: Uh, for you, Alistair, uh, you can work it out with management. There might be some availabilities. Oh, yeah, that's what I <laughs> And he smirks, and he goes, I'll see you at the bar in a few nights. Ah, uh, Yeah.
3: Don't go chasing waterfalls. Um, Listen what? to the rhythm and the like, so I don't know. I, I feel like I'm talking in tongues.
0: What is Esther giving you? <laughs> uh, I'm going to tell her to cut it back. And uh, I, I think it's about time I uh, hit the old dusty trail. I'm heading to uh, work. I, a few minutes later, I, Hilda comes in. Hildegard Arachnos. And she walks in. It looks like she's not doing great herself, but maybe she's a little bit of better shape than you guys are. And she sits down and she greets the two of you. And she says, no, I'm sorry that I'm not here while Tilly's awake. Hopefully she'll awake soon. But as far as that goes, I wanted to ask, what befell Telomere Venomstar?
1: I lay silent and close my eyes.
0: Did I take it that he was not defeated? Was he not there? Was Did he escape?
3: He got away.
0: He got away. Well, I think what I'll do is sell my shop, and I'll be on my way. I can't let him live in this world.
3: Don't do that until we're better, because I ain't got much else to do in this world, and... I feel like I could join you.
0: Esther tells me that her thoughts and feelings on the matter are that you might not be able to hold a sword again, Alistair. Uh What? Esther didn't want to tell you off the bat, but it doesn't seem like fighting is something that's going to be in your repertoire anytime soon.
3: (coughs) I've lost my whole life before. Makes you think I won't try to fight to get it back again.
0: Trying to fight when you don't have skill and trying to fight when you can't lift a sword are two matters, Alistair. I'll not take a crippled man with me to hunt down a monster. Oh, I thank you for your bravado, but I can't sit here for months and years waiting for him while he claims more victims. I won't be leaving immediately, but as far as that goes, I will be leaving as soon as I can sell my shop. And I don't blame any of you for this, but he must be defeated, no matter the cost. But if you're not able to fight, then you're just a target, which he will pierce through in a few moments.
3: Well then, maybe I'll need a new uh, profession. Yes. Maybe shop ownership is in my line of work. Well,
0: perhaps we can work out some kind of arrangement. Mr. Steelbreeze has said that you guys are going to be welcome in this city. But we can save that for another time. She goes to Tilly. She kind of pats Tilly on the head and tells Tilly to get better soon. Tilly does not rise, and she leaves. As the sun is setting, and evening is coming in, and you guys are quite tired, and you kind of nod in and out for for a bit, you guys sort of feel a little refreshed for a few moments. And even Tilly's eyes open and kind of flutter, though... Her strength is, is almost negligible. There's almost nothing there. She can't even, until you're not even able to lift your head. You're not, you've sort of heard the words of your friends coming in, but, like, you've not been able to respond or anything. And in walks the Fey lord, Melanios. And she sits down. And as she sits down, you kind of, Alistair and Jandar, who are able to crank your necks around a little easier, you see that every step she takes, flowers bloom on the ground And as she sits in this wooden chair, it like grows, like flowers bloom out of it. It looks like the branches kind of grow like they're like tree trunks. And the tree almost, or the the chair itself almost becomes like a mini throne (laughs) as she sits down. And she sort of looks at it and she says, I hope that wasn't important.
3: No, you look great, Melanios.
0: Well, because of your three's help, I am now back to my full power. The Rainbow Valley is back to full strength, and I have heard what you three have done. Yeah. I give you much credit, but I almost wish to chastise you for such foolishness and such a great sacrifice. You gave parts of yourselves, almost all of yourself. Tilly herself might not be able to open her eyes once my life-giving energy is away. However, I do wish to offer you a deal. An arrangement, so to speak. What's that? Well, I can traverse to the Feywild, where life blooms, life's energy explodes. If the three of you wish, I can take you with me. You might not be able to see much action. Your adventuring days might be over. But such things remain to be seen. Perhaps that can change. Or perhaps they won't. Perhaps, and she plan of like gestures to Tilly and Jander and she says, perhaps you've given more than the Wild even can help. But it is something to consider. Now I'm not going to ask for an immediate answer, but I would like to chat with each of you about this. And she looks to you, Jander, and she says, would you be interested in retirement, essentially?
1: I've been roaming this land for a long time With nothing but rage I didn't expect any saving I just did what I needed to do to close off this chapter If it ends up being the end Ends up being the end But to take your offer right now I I don't know what I want Right now, I just want to lay here and process everything that's happened in this short period of time.
0: She nods, and she says, whatever answer you come up with is the right answer. It is your answer. She says, but of course I wish to hear from each of you. And she looks to you, Alistair, and she says, Alistair, you have not had such a loss of energy. Perhaps the Feywild isn't needed for you. But maybe it would take a long time before you're back, and maybe the Feywild would help you. You're saying I'd be there forever? Maybe not ever. Uh, Perhaps for Tilly and Jandar it would be forever. Their life energy wanes and fades. Tilly's is almost gone. I regret to inform you that if I leave, and in a few days Tilly's not with me, she may die in a coma. Her consciousness only hangs... Vaguely, now. She can hear certain things while I'm away, but aside from that, there is little else.
3: I I don't know if I could go with you and help Tilly get back to something normal.
0: There are many magical things in this world. Many wondrous things. There is not a 0% chance that Tilly will not be able to live in a world on her own. It just seems so very unlikely with as faint as her life energy Mm. is. I I don't know what to do. You don't need to decide now, but you must decide soon. So I will be here in the coming days asking for your opinions. Whatever decisions you make, of course, are yours and yours alone. Thanks. And she looks at you, Tilly, she says, Tilly, you offered everything that you were, everything you were going to be. I can offer you only a idyllic kind of retirement. Perhaps you can get better. Maybe your friends will find something. Maybe there are magical spells I know not of that can heal the damage done to the, your soul itself. But what are you thinking? I
2: lost my mother at a very young age and my father was basically taken from me for pretty much that as well. I was raised by the forest and it's been good to me ever since but I feel like finding Jandar and Alistair and then becoming the true friends and family that I didn't have. Saving them
0: is really the only thing I ever wanted. She nods and she says, I appreciate your honesty. And she says, as far as that goes, the decision will be yours to make. But Tilly, you will likely die if nothing is done. What I offer you is another chance at life. It might not be the high adventurous life you've lived. Maybe there are unfinished things you have out in the world. But those are for someone else to deal with now, it seems. She says, but you have had closure. You have defeated Glarus Galaxy Render. A madman who wished to tear open reality and make a world of his own. And the worst part is, is I don't think that he would have truly gotten what he wanted. The Lords of Madness are powerful. Some infinitely powerful. But they cannot eradicate everything, I don't think. But that's for another time to worry about. Your seal should surely last thousands? thousands, Maybe more of years? Ilinok once was sealed and then has now had pierced himself out into the world and of course with some help from the madmen and women in the Cult of the Dark Star. But as far as that goes, I think that you've made this world safe for some time, and you three deserve the ability or the chance to be able to relax. But we'll discuss this another time. For now, I think the three of you should rest. Esther Moonflower is going to be staying with Hilda, so the church is going to be quite empty. But I think the three of you should be fine. And she stands up. And as she steps across the room, more flowers bloom. And uh, Tilly's eyes kind of start to flutter. And it seems like the life-giving energy of Melanios is fading away as she walks away. Is there anything the three of you would like to discuss amongst yourselves? Am I able to get up out of my bed? You put your arms down to like lift yourself up and just go limp you gave up 20% of your life in order to defeat Glarus Galaxy Render. That is an immense amount of life for a human. That is a lot of years gone. Jandar is in much worse state as he gave up 99% of himself. Jandar, you don't know, will unless he's in the Feywild, you're not sure that he'll ever move again. He's basically like an invalid at this point. Tilly... Has given everything, a hundred percent of herself, in order to make sure that Glarus Galaxy Render was defeated, and you guys did in the flash of a, uh, the flash of light, in the blink of an eye, Glarus Galaxy Render was defeated because you gave almost everything you guys had. If if the numbers combined were three hundred percent, you guys gave a whole hell of a lot, and he was obliterated. So, is there anything you guys want to chat about? You guys did it. You defeated Glaira's Galaxy Render. The cult of the Dark Star is crippled on the continent of Hillcrest. And Narquellion is safe. All of your friends survived. You know Walter is in the Far Realm looking down on you. <laughs> your, the souls of your loved ones have wished for your happiness. Be they, the, uh, they your wife and child, mother and father, or just your mother. You guys did it. You're heroes. And for the record... I mean, this is as the DM. I can't really, like, give you much in the way of opinions, but, like, if I just saved the goddamn world, you better believe I'd be living the high life in the Feywild. <laughs> but that's on the three of you. And you don't necessarily need to come to a decision, but you should probably chat about a little bit of this. Can Tilly hear us? Can she respond? Tilly can temporarily, because of that life-giving energy, yeah. chat with you guys. She barely can move, but you guys can talk.
3: Tilly, Jander. You're both idiots. <laughs> Why would you give so much to yourselves?
0: But they, you guys did it. It didn't uh, take multiple shots. Because here's the thing. If you guys kept trickling small amounts, yeah. you might not have won. You might have lost as Glarus just kept beating you guys back.
1: Alster, my daughter is gone. My wife is gone. I fought with such... Anger for so long. When it came down to that final shot, I just didn't want anybody else to have to go through what I did. So it was an easy decision.
0: And Tilly, anything to say?
2: The two of you have basically made me who I am. You've become my family, and I've never really... Loved anyone as much as I love both of you guys. Since the passing of my mother. So I was giving 100% everything I had to make sure that you two survived. If there's a chance. That I can. Survive in this world for as much longer as I have. I'll do it and I'll go to the Feywild. But I'm only going if you guys go. But I'm also going to let you guys know that when I do go, I want you guys to take the staff
0: and continue writing adventures without me. You guys see the staff leaned up in the corner, Tilly's, and sure enough, a new line has formed, and it shows... Telomere Venom Star skulking away. You see Christopher in its ungodly form. You see Enya Everwinter passed out in your guys' arms. You see uh, Sotheby Crux within the mansion with paintings behind him. You see Glarus Galaxy Render turning from his frail self to the stronger, confident warlock form into this just monster of monsters and you guys with a cannon, with your friends passed out at your feet, launching the beam, and the staff still does have more rings that could be filled in on it. Till you gotta go
3: to the Feywild Jendar. You don't listen to what I say anyways. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, man. You earned it. I may... Go find peace, finally.
1: I may be tough on you. But I didn't have anything until you guys came around. So, if Tilly's the only way that she's gonna go and try to heal whatever it is that she can heal is if we go together, then I guess we're going together.
2: I'm only going with you guys on one condition, though. If we could, I don't think you're in much of a place to buy a campfire. For like the next year and a half, tell stories to the little animals and kids and whatever is gonna, you know, be around in this forest. Oh, so like talking, tell the stories of our adventures trees and flowers and like weird
3: anthropomorphic bunnies. And yeah, stuff?
2: yeah, exactly. And for the love of God, Jandar, do not let Alistair sing. That's fine.
3: I don't have to sing. I don't know. I've don't...
2: got this great
0: flute that someone made for me.
3: <laughs> I don't know, Tilly. Right about now,
1: I, I kind of miss Alistair singing.
0: Alistair, the flute that's beside your bed, you sort of put your, like, you kind of lean your shoulder to it and put your mouth to it and just... I <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: guess I got to work on my embouchure some more. <laughs> it doesn't help I can't feel my lips. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, well the only way you're going is if I'm going, I guess I'm going to have to go. But uh, I think I want to come back here at some point to make sure everybody remembers you guys.
0: You guys chat about what you'd like to do. And you guys feel pretty confident that you're going to decide to go to the Wild. And you guys, as the sun sets, you guys go to bed uh, Jandar sort of trances in place, uh, well, trances while he's lying down, and uh, and the evening kind of comes, and the you sort of can, you know, as you're going to bed, you sort of see the, the twilight, you know, setting, and stars are just starting to appear in the distance. In the middle of the evening, as you guys sit around, lie around, Tilly's now passed out, no longer able to talk again, Alistair, you kind of... Uh, are still sort of, you know, uh, asleep. But Jandar, uh, you wake up from your trance because you don't really need a lot of sleep or anything. You don't sleep at all. And you hear the sound of a page turn, The and you sort of realize that there's a very, very dim light in your chamber. Who's there? You shout out, and you hear the sound of a book go... And close, and you sort of look, and with your dark vision, you're able to see the silhouette of what seems to be a human with uh, kind of like silvery kind of platinum hair, a white robe uh, who's just closed what seems to be the dream journal, and you see a non-real sin. He goes, oh, I didn't want to wake you. I just kind of figured I'd do a little bit of light reading while I was sitting around.
1: What brings you here?
0: Oh, well, I just had a few things I wanted to pick up while I was in the neighborhood. And he puts the dream journal in his, like, you know, uh, robe, and he stands up. He says, you know, it's kind of funny. It seems like they're all in such a hurry. Really, they should be a little bit more patient, don't you think? Patience is a virtue, I've been told.
1: Who's in a hurry?
0: Oh, you just were hanging out with him. Ilinok, the teeth of gnashing desire. Hmm. Such a hurry. And he goes to the corner of the room, and he picks up the lunisolar cannon, and he says, and at this point, Alistair, you start to wake, and you see a non-real sin standing sort of right by your bed, and he's holding the lunisolar cannon, and you see in his robes a book that you think might be the dream journal. Hey.
3: What, oh. What are you doing with that stuff?
0: Why I'm taking it.
3: Why? It's ours.
0: <laughs> I mean, the only reason you've got these plans, and he reaches into your backpack and pulls out hey. the plans and puts them in his pocket, and he goes, the only reason you've got them... Is because I left them behind a long time ago. N.N. Lunasolar. And he lifts up the, the, uh, the plans that say N.N. Lunasolar. It says the Lunasolar canon. N.N. Lunasolar. Hm. Yeah. Anonral sin. You know, I thought it was really clever at the time, but maybe in hindsight it wasn't. I don't know. I think you could. Do you um, think better. I'm do you think I'm clever? I feel like I'm clever, but sometimes I'm not really sure.
3: I agree with that statement. I'm not really sure.
0: Oh, okay. I mean I find hmm. you clever. Well, thank you. I, I always knew you were my favorite.
1: That's why we're buddies.
0: And he goes to Tilly and just kind of pokes at her a little bit and he goes, was oh, she having nightmares? Be gentle. He looks to you, Alistair, and he goes, I'm always gentle. And he pats Tilly on the head. That's more like it. And he reaches to the nightstand where a nightmare idol has appeared in the middle of the night. And he takes it and he goes, I'll tell you what I'll do as a favor. And he puts it in his pocket and he goes, we'll just make sure she has nothing but good dreams. That's sweet of you. Forever. And he kind of looks down at you, Tilly. And Tilly, you can sort of sense his presence and you can hear him, but you unfortunately can't talk. And he goes, because here's what I'm going to do. And he reaches into another pocket. He pulls out a wooden statue, and it's his depiction. And he sets it down (laughs) on the nightstand. he goes, nothing but good dreams from here on out. (laughs) And he goes, ah. He says, you know, we have all the time in the world. I mean, not... You three, you don't have all the time in the world. That's your issue right now, is that you gave up your time. Um, but I, <laughs> and the groups that I'm associated with, have all the time in the world. You're what? immortal? Of course I'm immortal. And oh. what did that nice gentleman say? A thousand or so years? Oh no, maybe it was the Lord lady. Um. A few thousand years? That sounds like a rather long time for Illinok to be sealed up. Yeah. Oh, don't you worry. I can wait. You see, the problem with all these lords of madness is they all go half-cocked. They want to do their own thing. They want to destroy the world. They want to be free. How selfish is that when all they have to do is just bide their time and wait? Because if the world can barely handle one of us, what makes you think it'll be able to handle all of us? (sighs) Goodbye, Alistar. Tilly. Jandar. And he kind of shakes the lunisolar cannon and the plans, and he says, I appreciate you letting me have the statue, the gun, the plans, the gem that's in the guns. I don't think you'll be needing them. And I don't think I like them being out in the world anymore. But thank you. I appreciate Illinok not being destroyed and being sealed away. Because I have all the time in the world. And he smiles and steps out of the room. And the door closes. And the three of you, and even Tilly's eyes flutter for just a moment. You look up through the window at the night sky with all the stars and all of a sudden every one of them blinks in unison and that's where this season of Noobs and Dragons is ending